Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Horace Williams with Honey Baked Ham. Welcome. Thank you, Lee. It's glad to be here. Appreciate appreciate the time with you today. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. For the folks who don't know, tell us about Honey Baked Ham. How are you serving folks? Well, I'll tell you, you know, we have been around Lee for over almost 65 years. Uh, we were kind of a, a under the radar for quite some time. We were more of a regional brand. And about five years ago, um, four of the um, descendants of the original owner, all grandchildren of the original owner, decided they'd combine together. And five, five years ago, we consolidated into one national brand. And I'll tell you, we've been off the charts then. We operate in a what we call a food retail space. And in essence, we actually have stores located around the country over 450 of them, where you can walk in our stores and get some of our delicious proteins, our hams, our turkeys. We have delicious honey baked sides. We have a great lunch and catering program. And we do a very good B2B gifting program. We also have a shipping facility, Lou, Lee, so that many of our um, customers who are not near our stores, they can actually go online and have their product actually shipped to their front door. Now, at the beginning of the honey baked ham uh, kind of adventure, was it always built to be franchised, or did it start as kind of a mom and pop, and then just kind of grew, and then demand kind of uh, precipitated the the going franchise? No, that's a very good question, Lee. When we started out, we were all company stores. Our original founder, um, a guy named Harry Huntsler, he was actually an inventor, and. It, he invented what we call our spiral slicing machine, and it cut proteins into very thin slices, and you could adjust the width. He actually tried to sell that to several different vendors and couldn't find anyone to buy it. Um, there was a young man who, a young family who owned a ham shop in Michigan, uh, in Detroit, Michigan. And when the owner died, one of the owners died, and he and Harry were friends, the wife sold the shop the ham shop to harry he brought his ham slicing machine in and the rest was history we had all company stores up until the early 2000s when the family decided they'd buy up hickory ham and heavenly ham when they bought those two entities those were our first franchise locations and then they started franchising from there so now the transition from kind of an owner-operated situation to a franchise situation, it's, it's kind of a different business, right? Because now you're in the training and sales development uh, business and additionally kind of product development and customer service. So can you talk about how that transition has come, gone through? Oh, it has actually gone extremely well. You know, as, as with most brands out there who are in the franchise business, you know, the franchisees are an extension of the brand. So in order for the brand to do well, you know, the franchisees themselves have to be up to speed and they have to do well. So it is through the brand's leadership, the franchisor, where we come in, 
is our responsibility to make sure that we're continually working with our franchisees, making sure from a standards perspective that they are operating by the brand standards, making sure from a, a profitability perspective that we're doing everything we can to secure their margins in a place that'll allow them to continue to grow. And through the years, what we've seen is our brand is about half and half. About half of our stores are company stores and half of our stores are franchise stores. Now, one of the, uh, I think one of the big advantages of being part of a franchise system like Honey Baked Ham is that when a crisis happens, you get a lot of support. Can you talk about how uh, the pandemic Im- impacted hum- Honey Baked Ham? Absolutely. And like with most brands out there, Lee, you know, we too had to go through a phase where we really needed to adapt um, like the other brands did around the industry, at least for those who wanted to do well. And so very quickly, we work with our stores, our corporate stores, and in particular, our franchise stores to decide how we could do things differently. Prior to that, most of our sales were done with people walking in our stores. And quite frankly, they loved that experience. Um, They loved coming in, pick out their own ham, pick out their size and stuff. A lot of what happened in our stores was the experience itself from going around deciding what you want, whether it was ham, whether it was turkey, whether it was our pot roast, our ribs, they enjoyed that experience. We needed to figure out how we could get them what they wanted in this new era with a more contactless type of atmosphere. So we quickly kind of um, shifted our, our sites to doing more curbside, doing more bottom line pickup in store where they didn't have to interact with anyone because it was already paid for. We did a lot of things around making sure that those who did come in, um, that we were using all of the CDC guidelines, whether it was around distancing, whether around some different cleaning facilities, different cleaning that we had to enhance to be able to get things out to customers in a way that they wanted them. So we did what many of the others did. We looked at what the CDC had said, hey, here are our new guidelines. And we thought, how can we adapt that around um, Honey Baked Ham? And our franchisees did just an awesome job. In fact, because of their entrepreneurial spirit, quite frankly, they were leading the way in some of this and bringing us some great ideas for us to try. And we worked through all of those. Now, we weren't perfect every time out, um, but I'll tell you, over the, the first few months, we were able to really dial in and figure out how to do those things well. So by the time we got into our holiday seasons and stuff, our customers, it was very seamless for them as they came into our buildings. Now, um, my experience with Honey Baked Ham has historically been around kind of big events, major events uh, at certain times of the year. How do you help your franchisees kind of get business year round? Yeah, that is actually a great question. You know, we are, just as you said, Lee, most of our um, uh, business happens around big holidays. Take Take, for instance, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. Those are the big holidays that we do a lot of volume. What we have done over the past um, few years is really work with our franchisees and our corporate stores to say, how can we add more volume in an off day? That's where those big catering order orders start to come in. That's what we start doing more around our lunch. And the, the biggest thing that's happened for us in the past year or two has been those meal replacement campaigns. As more and more people ended up staying homely, um, they needed a, a different way to interact. Uh, they weren't going out to meals with their families. And we fit right in with what they needed. You know, we have the proteins. We have already the ready-made size. And all of our meats and stuff are already ready to eat. 
So we started a lot more meal replacement. And what we found is that this didn't happen at the holiday. What we really found is that really materialized more after the holiday. So we started selling more and more replacement meals and that has continued. We don't see that slowing down. In fact, we've attacked that even more so that the franchisees won't see as big a dip, you know, coming out of those holidays and then waiting on the next holiday. Yeah, I would imagine that your brand has a, a different challenge than a lot of other franchises out there in that people just have such a fondness and love for the brand. It's just that they don't think to go there, you know, on a random Tuesday that they know it's part of their annual meal that they're going to have with their family. But just to kind of re-educate them that you're available every day is a kind of a different challenge that other franchises have to face. No, and that is correct. I mean, we are we were very, very holiday centric. And that's what we were built on. So um, they interacted with us the exact way we were built. And as every other brand does out there, it's like, okay, what's next for us? When we started wanting to attract those customers more and more, and that's when that catering and that lunch first came in. And then we started looking in that whole meal replacement category. And you know, now you see a lot of emphasis and effort from our brand to determine how can we do that and have that be better? And the efforts and stuff that we've had now, what we see happening in the franchise market, the different type of marketing that we're, use, we're doing now to go out and attract those users for those meal replacements, it has just been phenomenal. And I'll tell you, you know, the, the thing that I think excites us even more is our consumers, our customers, give us just such high marks and just great attention for these meal replacements you know, sometimes you don't know. We, we knew we had some special products and stuff. Our customers tell us that all the time. But normally that's around those holidays. Now what we're seeing is we're getting all kinds of attention from those same consumers around those everyday meal replacement category. And that has really lit a fire under our entire organization. So now you've uh, been in the franchising and corporate transformations for a minute. Um, can you talk about what attracted you to this opportunity with Honey Baked Ham? What got you excited about this? Yes, I have been around um, working in the in the industry for quite some time. What I enjoyed about Honey Baked, and I've been here a little over five years now, what I've enjoyed about Honey Baked is the product itself, the culture, the team members, the whole family environment that we had. This was a brand that was, you know, at the time, maybe 60, 61 years old. And uh, it was still a little unknown. It was like a well-kept secret. The holidays were the only time people kind of utilized us, as you and I were just talking about, Lee. And when we came in and once the consolidation took place and we had the opportunity to um, grow this brand beyond where it was with all of the wonderful things that the customer were already giving us credit for. And we had this opportunity to say, hey, here's a brand that's like 66 to one years old. And it's like, it's just starting out because it was the first time we were in a position to take on what we've taken on from a growth standpoint. We started you know, growing the franchise line. We started growing more company stores. We really kind of got seeded into shipping. So now we have this brand that's just filled with excitement all over. I mean, if, you, if you're on a Teams call with the Zoom call with us before the pandemic, if you walk through the hall, you could feel the excitement. Um, you know, we have team members who've been around 35, 40 years. And just to watch how excited those team members are 
as we kind of take this brand into its next, it's just really been exhilarating. Now, what does an ideal franchisee look like uh, for you? Is it somebody that is kind of that uh, executive that's getting into a second act of their career? Is it more of a professional franchisee that maybe has a portfolio that includes other food brands and they're just adding uh, ham to their portfolio? Um, what does that ideal candidate look like? We do both, Lynn. That's actually a very good question. We have some of our franchisees, our new franchisees come to us and uh, they're multi-unit um, brand owners and those we do well with. They, they understand the franchise landscape. Um, so then we're just finding them the territory they need so that they can build out to what they want from our brand. And we also have those who are leaving the corporate landscape. And we've had many of those in the past, really the past two years, particularly since the pandemic, who were leaving the corporate landscape, understood the marketplace in which we operated, understand our industry. They may have never been an owner. So we have separate type programs so that we can kind of train them and then offer them the mentorship they need. They come to us with great leadership. They come to us with great discipline. They just may have never owned a business before in their life. And typically what we do with them is they may have a, a development area of one, two or three stores where we work with them over time. Some of the um, larger franchise groups that we work with that have been in this business for a while, they may have a little bit more territory and they can open up stores faster. But great question. Yes, we work with both of them. And I'll tell you that, you know, I was reading some information just the other day um, and I don't think that corporate piece is going to slow down. We have so many people saying, hey, listen, I think I want to be my own boss now and kind of want to write my own path, kind of, you know, create my own vision. Um, so we're definitely getting more and more of those. And at the same time, you know, we really have to be very mindful of our existing franchisees. The reality of it is here at Honey Bay Ham, um, 65, 70% of our growth happens from our existing franchisees. That's how you know, much they love this brand. So now are there territories still available? Are there regions that you're targeting uh, moving into uh, the end of this year and into next year? Yes. In fact, um, you know, if, if anyone ever wants to go on our, our website, honeybakeham.com, they can look at um, very specific um, um, regions around the countries and cities that are available. I can tell you that, you know, a lot of our growth right now that we're looking at is in the Northeast and in the Midwest. And that does not mean that um, um, there's not ter territory available in the Southeast or um, in, the, in the Western part of the country. We just identified those that we're going after over the next um, 12 to 24 months, um, just to kind of keep grouping those out because there's just a lot of opportunity to build. Um, there's probably a little more spotty with some areas that are available in the Southeast. That's where our main hub was. For the Northeast, we have lots of stores there now. We're going to build that out. And then, of course, around that Midwest, anything between like Kansas, Texas, Chicago, um, Ohio, all of that area, we're building out um, and then selling stores even now. We'll have a, we've got a great um, uh, 2022 kind of planned up already. We've got stores that are already in the pipeline. We've got real estate that's already been found. Um, so we're just excited about what we're doing and where we're going. Good. We do all of that, Lee, under a, we just went through a brand new branding. You know, for those customers out there, many of them probably have seen it. Um, so we do all that and we get in all of this new growth with all of our new branding. And we just came to a phase where we've been remodeling our existing store. So the brand is just on a, a good high right now. We're really enjoying what we're seeing from it. And our customers are enjoying 
that they get to interact with us in different places. They don't have to drive as far. And our franchisees are just excited about what it's been doing for them and their growth, whether with their sales growth or their profitability growth. Now, are you experimenting any with different uh, size stores because of the, um, you know, a trend towards maybe a smaller footprint? Yes, we are. Um, you know, prior to two years ago, most of our stores were probably in the 2,200 to 3,000 square feet. The stores we've built over the last 18 months and will continue to look at are probably somewhere between that 16 to 2,400 square feet. And uh, once again, if somebody wants to learn more, have a sub- more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website again? The website is they can go on honeybakedham.com. They can actually schedule a meeting through Calendly with uh, our, our franchise sales representative, Stacy Riley. And her, her number, her calendar and everything is right there. And she will certainly be more than happy to call them back. That's where we get a lot of our um, initial hits from. She picks up the phone, she calls them, and she walks them through everything that we have. And then we talk about their particular situation. Some of them, again, maybe leaving corporate America. Some of them may be the multi-unit owners. And some of them, quite frankly, just want some information. They may be a few years away from their job they're going to retire on, and they're starting to plan out what they're going to do for their future. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lee, for your time. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.